Hello, hello. Welcome to the Councilman Podcast. I'm Tim. I'm G. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. And with introduction said, I call this council meeting to order. Hey, Gavel. <laughs> How you guys doing? What the fuck? What the fuck is that? Because I'm pretending like I don't have a gavel. We're a councilman. We're like all... That actually sounds a lot better. Thank you, G, for that. I need to do that next time. Needs help with everything. Yes. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, anything new happening with you guys? Anything interesting? Uh, I just got back from Japan. Oh, yeah? Yes. How was that? Oh, yeah. For, well, of course, I knew that. I mean, like, yeah. You're our resident veteran. Yes, sir. It was fun. Uh, COVID kind of, like, messed everything. Like, pretty much messed up the experience. But yeah. overall, I drank a lot. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you drink sake and stuff? Like, what? what like... I, tr- I try to drink sake, but from what I've told, like, it's real bitter but it really gets you drunk fast because mm. like it's like alcohol is a poison alone mm-hmm. so like poison with more poison just mm. equals you more messed up mm. yeah damn i know like there's some crazy sake with like squid in it or like a live octopus or some crap like they do they do crazy stuff over there i'm so down you would get it content infracts i mean I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I would, I'd probably pause the stream and just wait a little bit. <laughs> Tim, I've, I've seen you walk out of like a movie that just told a bad joke. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I don't like cringe. Cringe cringe just doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> but Tim, you are cringy. I know, but it's okay because it's me. <laughs> Is it though? It's not. I could cringe I cringe myself and it's the worst. Um, but yeah, like as far as... For, oh, wait, you have something to say, Mike? Oh, no, I, I was just going to continue on with the like how we're doing. Yeah, I've been, I listen, I, I ain't even gonna hold y'all, like, I've been, like, kind of juggling a bunch of things, and it's, like, it's kind of starting to get to me, mm. like, in weird ways. Hey, man, life. I feel you, man. Like, yeah, like, I'm pushing. Mm. Keep grinding. Keep that grinding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're here for you. Always. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. All right. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I respect the grind. I mean, everyone has their struggles, but, yeah. Um, for me, I'm a little sad too because um, I was actually supposed to go to a wedding today. No, not today, tomorrow, but it got canceled because of COVID. I was really looking forward to it. Like a, a good friend of mine from college was uh, invited me, and it was uh, it was gonna be a great time. But can't see them in their like most one of their most defining moments because of fucking COVID. Fuck COVID. That sucks, man. Yeah. Do you anything new going on with you? <clears throat> um, nothing much really. Just thinking about if I want to transfer from work. Mm. So Ooh. thinking about that, it's always an option. So. Yeah, making moves, making moves, man. Where were you thinking transferring? I mean, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, think about Florida, Jacksonville. Oh nice. my gosh, you're gonna move away from us? We're gonna miss you. Be a spot. Yeah. Uh, I will miss you. Yeah. I will definitely fact. see you from time to time. Trust me. <laughs> Trust <laughs> me. I will definitely see you from time to time. That's true. Your grandmother, your grandmother lives in Florida. Yeah, I don't even see her. Yeah, but I'm G. <laughs> Damn, you're <are> G. <laughs> You'll come down. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely come down. But I mean, obviously, we'll miss you. We'll miss you for sure. But uh, yeah, definitely tell us more about that later. If you, if you go to Jacksonville, Florida, trust me, I have no doubt in my mind, I will definitely. My two cousins are having houses built there, mm. so I have the space there. It's just ah. even better. I just need a reason to really like leave. Gotcha. And like, just getting a job there. Like, I spoke to my DM, my city manager. They're like, send an email. We'll do whatever we can. So mm. it's just a matter of me. Sounding that for me, like I just gotta get rid of my other three cars that are up here and just get things situated. If I actually, like, I got you. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah, that's exciting stuff, man. Yeah. So that's sure. the biggest thing on my plate right now, thinking about that and situating it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, council podcast listeners, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge um, Joe Biden becoming our president elect. So congratulations to him. I mean, there's people who are blue, there's people who are red. Um, I love everybody and I hate everybody equally. So. Let's move on with that. <laughs> no politics on the podcast today. <laughs> um, the first topic that I want to talk about for the podcast is, um, is this article I read online. It's called Why Go Out by Sheila Hetty. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but that's pretty much what it is. And, um, and it's literally just like this like psychological breakdown of like the, the psychology for like for people like me with social anxiety. Like if like whenever I'm out, sometimes I question why I'm out and I'm like, why am I here? Like, like sometimes I get sad and I'm like, I start getting in my head and I'm not in the moment and she breaks it down pretty well. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but do you guys ever have like social anxiety being out? Like, or you ever overthink it? So with me, 
I feel like I have a like a stay home anxiety. Like I don't mm. like being home. Like what? So, what is, yeah. It's probably extroverted versus introverted. That's like what I'm part like pretty much saying, right? Kinda, cause but when like when I'm out and like I'm with my friends and everything, like mm. you guys have seen me have that resting, like mm. don't mess with me face. Mm. But like I'm having the time of my life. Right. So but when I'm home, I just don't like being home because there's kids and like my mom's there. And it's like mm. this is not my home home mm. yet. Gotcha. So like I just go out with friends and just like I enjoy my life. I'm young. I'm just I want to have fun. Yeah. I don't like being home with my life. I'm not. I don't want to be home. One hundred percent. I think Josh would agree with you too, honestly, because like Josh does not like to sit still. Like he wants to be out. He wants to be doing something. Obviously, Corona is raining on that parade for mm-hmm. everyone. But mm-hmm. but yeah, like so you you have the opposite feeling. Like you don't yes. want to be by yourself. You want to be out. Yes. I don't really have like anxiety when I'm out. No. Oh, like, no, like, no, it's just me. <laughs> it's cool. Like, if, if that's you, that's you. I'm so positive that you're not the only person that feels that way. Like, mm-hmm. With me personally, like, I I really enjoy the fact that I'm able to, like, fit in to a slot, like, a role that I need to fit into. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if, if the situation needs me to, like, make jokes or, like, be a talker, give opinions, I can do that. Mm-hmm. If the situation needs me to be... Like a, a listener, like laid back, cool, mm-hmm. calm, collected. I can do that as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because I have that, I'm never in a situation where I don't know how to react to what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. So okay. you're your social chameleon. Like you can adapt. Yeah. That's what's up. Do you, do you ever feel that way or not? I don't know. Social anxiety. I mean, I'm not really the biggest fan of like clubs and going out like that. As you guys know, I like to hang out with my similar crew. I like to lounge, hang out, so right. I like bars and things like that. Yeah. But more or less, I mean, just like Mike said, I work in a very retail environment, so I have to adapt myself to very multiple situations, conversations, yeah. different point of view. So the social aspects of life, I mean, that's the same thing. Yeah. I do this so I can adapt very well to wherever I'm really at. If I need to be spoken, yeah, I can speak. If I'm spoken to, I can understand and adapt to what they need to, what they need to hear. Right. So, like, maybe, maybe I, I'm putting it incorrectly because – I can be a social chameleon. Like I, I can adapt to any group I'm in. I'm like, like Mike says, like any group I go to. This is probably I, I, any group like <laughs> any group I go to. They always remember me because of how the way I act. Listen, let me tell you, every girl to make this more that myself and Josh like know mm-hmm. if they meet like the entire group. If they meet Kevin, Garab, Chris, Mauricio, Michael, Tim, Josh. They always remember Tim because Tim is Tim. When I remember Tim, is I feel like this is everybody's reaction. You said, "Oh yeah, Tim is going to be there." I'm like, "Tim, Tim." This is everybody's reaction. That's why you're that guy. I mean, yeah, I'm like, I guess. Okay, I don't want to like toot my own horn, but I appreciate all you like feeling that way, where like people saying that about me. But it's like, nah, bro, own it. This, this is what you do. You are that guy, and that's who you are, and that's why you are remembered by us. Thanks, guys. I, I think one of the best things about you is that you don't realize that that's who you are. And the only time when you're like that is when you're just regular you, mm-hmm. not thinking about it. That's exactly it, and I'm always in my head sometimes. Okay, so generally when we're hanging out with your friends or like that, like if it's a friend or a friend, I'm fine. Maybe uh, the, the specific circumstance I'm talking about is like, going out to the club, going out to the bar, meeting like a certain group of people that I'm intimidated by, usually hot females, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but it's like it's like in that circumstance and like where I'm uncomfortable, I get inside my head and I'm like, why am I here? What am I doing? And um, the artist, the, the author, uh, Sheila Hetty, she gives four major reasons why people go out. And I wanna see what you guys think about this. Okay, um, it's desire for sex, love, companionship, whatever. Um, the second one is soci- sociological curiosity, aesthetic appreciation. Um, number three, to test ourselves. Number four, someone else wants to hang out. And I 100% agree with all of that. I 100% agree with number four. Number four? Oh. Yes, all the other three topics can like be the reasons to go out. Mm. But my main reasons is just who wants to hang out. Like, I mm. just want to buy. Yeah. You just want to be where the people are. Yeah, exactly. I want to go where the people are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, personally speaking, it's a little bit of every, all of them. Mm. It can stem off of four, but it definitely goes into the rest of them to test yourself to see where you stand. Mm. You could definitely see your social sociological curiosity, like 
what are your true interests when you are going out? What do you actually enjoy doing? Mm -hmm. And what do you want to see when you do go out? Yeah. And like the desire, whether you find some companionship or some sex or love out of it, mm -hmm. if, what, what does that stem into? Overall, it's just growing mm -hmm. and where you are at that time and age in your life. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm constantly overthinking whenever I go out. It's like, why? Like, usually the time when I'm going to the club, when I'm going to the bar, I'm like, I'm looking for love. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking for companionship. I'm looking for someone to vibe with. And like every time I like, I go in with that aspect, instead of just like trying to chill with my friends mm -hmm. and be a part of the moment, I'm always like, I'm like, I'm not, like I, it's the, I think the problem is I go in with an objective as opposed to just for trying to be, be there. You know what I mean? I understand that. Yeah. I, I think Sheila, that's her name, Sheila. Uh, I think so. Yeah, think Sheila. So, yeah. I think Sheila's a very smart woman. Like, I think she hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Like, I, I think, like, like, I don't, I can't think of any other reasons to go out. Like, like desire, like, yeah, for parentheses, sex, love, companionship, mm -hmm. like, facts. Those are complete facts. Like, <laughs> any, any guy that goes out, that's pretty much what they're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um, like social curiosity, aesthetic appreciation, like, mm. like, yeah, like you, 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 you want to know, like, like what, what's going around, like what's going on. In the environment around you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To, to test ourselves, there, I can think of like a lot of times where I specifically went out just because, oh, I haven't done this, and like like innately, I feel like that's me. Just am I capable of it? Yeah, like am, am I capable of putting myself in this situation where I'm typically uncomfortable? Right, and like excelling in it. Yeah, and like someone else wants to hang out, that's pretty much the only times that I hang out. When someone's like, Mike, you want to do something? That's okay. true. That's true. That's why you because yeah. actually I'm in your house, so I guess that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you're, you're in mine and Josh's apartment. Yeah, no, no, it's Josh's. Uh, Mike's it, apartment. It's definitely Josh's apartment. <laughs> I just live here. But yeah, so so from defining the term, she goes into like anecdotal stories of like. So this is obviously probably not as like something you guys can empathize with, but it's like for socially anxious people, like when we go out, like. There's like so many fears that go through our head and she goes through anecdotal stories of like where that that fear and that anxiety and like the 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 mess ups um come from and um and i vibe with all of them pretty much like it's like like basically she got like the equivalent of a rejection like but it was like on a like a professional level because she's a, a novelist and like this poet came into town and like she ba he basically rebuffed her he's like why are you reading my stuff like you're not an intellectual and like that kind of thing it, it it, 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 in the the literary circles, that's like it's like a really big insult. You guys have no idea the face I just made. What? <laughs> Don't judge me. Oh, see, see, that's it. You because you, you're so confident in who you are that you were like, "Don't judge me. I'm me. I'm great." But for me, if someone rejected me in a social aspect, so like let's say I'm trying to hit on a girl and she turns me away or whatever, it's like it's like it, it hurts me a little bit more than I think it hurts you. Okay, I I can see that. Yeah. Actually, no, I I, I don't agree with that. Like, no. Like really quickly. I just feel the way we deal with it and like perceive it like maybe a bit different hmm. in, in my head. Like I keep preaching to myself, shoot every shot. You only need one to hit. Facts. Yes. Fair. Like you can get rejected a million times. You can literally talk to a million girls. And if one of them says, okay, let's go out. It's a win. Mm -hmm. All the other rejections don't matter. Facts. And like, I feel like in, in, in a social aspect, like it's, it's the same idea. Mm -hmm. Like if, if, if you're anxious about something, like just put yourself out there, see what happens. If every situation is terrible, you just need one to make it good. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's, she, she, she touches on that too. She talks about like how like there's like lows, but then there's the highs and it's like, it's like, you really just need the one. You gotta figure out what outweighs it for you, honestly. Yeah. You can't dwell on every situation. Like he said, there will be better ones. Mm -hmm. You, Chris, like, do you ever like have like that social anxiety that like is over your head or do you just like, you're constantly just looking for the win? I think I'm just constantly looking for the win because I know I'm great. <laughs> See, there you go. There's the company. All right, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut this topic short because I feel like you guys embodied the the advice she gave at the end. And I, I have a quote from like the, like the pretty much the, the closing summary of it and I'm gonna read it. And this is for the socially anxious console podcast listeners. This is for you. Cause obviously these guys don't need the help. <laughs> We could be demigods in our little castles all alone, but perhaps at heart, none of us here wants that. Maybe the cure for self-confidence and courage is humility. Maybe we go out in order to fall short because we want to learn how to be good at being people. 
And moreover, we want to be people. So it's basically going out is human. Like we just want that social interaction. It's a part of who we are. But I, I'd rather be a demigod in my little castle. <laughs> I mean, it, and but, like, you, you would be all alone in that aspect. Like, yeah. You wouldn't go. We are all demigods. Oh, I wouldn't get yeah. Yeah. It's literally the next two words. Demigods in our little castle, all alone. <laughs> Someone wasn't listening. That's what you got in your own environment. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, you're you king. are the king of that castle. Yeah. No one's telling you what to do, how to live. You're comfortable. It's your zone. Mm. You go out, you break that. There's all the people looking at you from the outside in. Right. There's the judgment. There's the And that's where it's coming at. Yeah. But I feel like a demigod all the time. See, that's you. <laughs> I see the, you get that confidence. Not everybody has that. Yeah. And that's where that's where it's breaking it down. So got you, got you. Can can I pose a question? Sure. Yes. Shoot. Because I kind of don't want this topic to fall short. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna reiterate, I love that Tim knows how to edit. <laughs> so I know I've struggled with this in the past, and I tend to struggle with this from time to time now. Mm-hmm but it is getting easier the older I get. I wouldn't call it social anxiety, mm. but I can compare it to the fact, to like, to the idea that a social event, the thought of a social event and like the idea of me maybe not enjoying myself mm. would cause me not to go. Mm. I used to spend a lot of time at home, mm-hmm. like doing nothing, like playing video games, just enjoying my life on my own. And like people would tell me to go out and I'd be like, no, 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 no. Just because I didn't want to not enjoy myself. Gotcha. See, and that's exactly it. Like, I, like that? well, no, no, for, for, for me, that's what it was. It was like, it's like, ah, cause what ended up happening was every time I would go out, like some, at some point during the night, I would regret being out. And I, and the cause for that would change every so often, but like generally it was like a feeling of, not belonging of a feeling of not being a part or a feeling of rejection and like that the the anecdotal stories go into more but i didn't really read too much into it because it's all it's very personal yes so it's like i can't remember the last time i didn't want to go out you know but because i've been better i've been better like i used to flake all the time on you guys but you're 100 better yeah like i'm always there now yeah definitely would say that yeah it's a growing experience personally no, I, I, I really, I really appreciated the article for what it was. So, council podcast listeners, if ever you get social anxiety or you're the kind of person who overthinks, definitely give the the article a gander. Um, I'll, I'll link it in the description of the podcast. Josh always says that. What well, he recently started saying it, but he says it a lot hmm. that um, you can't take any L's if you learn something from it. See, and that's the right attitude to that. I think that's what she says too. It's like uh, her words were. Maybe the only cure for self-confidence and courage is humility. And in another part of the article, she says, like, it's currency that has to be spent. Like, you could be a king in your castle, but sometimes you just need to go out and experience. Like, you can't be comfortable all the time. You got to get out of your comfort zone, like you said. Yes. That's how you truly expand your comfort zone. Yeah. Another way just to simply look at life, there's no losing, just lessons. You just mm. learn something out of it. Yeah. All right. That, that was a good cap on that. Thanks for that. Um, but Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to transition from that because I'm just I'm just like I'm I'm absorbing it and like ruminating on it and marinating it in my brain, trying to embody it in myself, you know. Um, but with that said, I'm gonna go on to the next topic anyway. <laughs> uh, so the next top article that I have is a little bit more interesting, and there's like some political aspects inside the article. I'm not gonna get into that, but basically it's 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 called quitting the paint factory by mark sluaka sloka I'm, I'm not polish or or I'm, i don't know how to pronounce that correctly but um but it, he he basically talks about the um the religion of business so like in this today's culture like you know how like there's this 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 idolization of like uh, the working man of of like nine to five working hard getting a house getting a wife like there's like a certain structure that's built that, that that's a stereotypical of what you're supposed to be you guys know what i'm talking about yes yes, yes. yeah so so basically this this concept of like like being the working man and making money 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 living life relaxing whatever um life of leisure this this concept isn't new it's not it's been around for since like time beginning right um and the author he basically derogatorily describes business and people who are part of the rat race and doing that whole thing so basically he he goes on to like a social like uh analysis of like that whole mindset of like of how you're supposed to be working a nine to five and you're supposed to be doing it and he questions it because like like sure you want to be proactive you want to be working hard you want to be doing all these things 
but it's not necessarily the be all end all. And it's not, definitely shouldn't be the ideal for every single person. And he talks about how like rest and leisure and not working your, your soul out, like an experiencing life, kind of like we talked about with the previous subject, like it's also like really important. So like for you guys, how do you guys balance work and life? I'm not trying to work for the rest of my life. Hmm. So I understand when, when he says we're all like pushed to be like, yeah, you're going to be a nine to five worker for the rest of your life. And that's literally like what we've been told. Mm-hmm. Like you need, you need nine to five, you need to get married, you need to have a house, you need to have like a car, you need to have kids. Yeah. My mindset is like, I'm going to work enough to not work anymore. Mm. But like to say that people retire at 65 because they work until they don't have to work no more. Mm-hmm. I want to work at most until I'm 30. Mm. And after I'm 30, like I hopefully God bless me with millions so I can just live my like the life I really want to live. I see what you're traveling, yeah, going on vacations, yeah. experiencing the world. Instead mm-hmm. of just be like, okay, I gotta work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I could just wake up and I already have money, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, like, I'd rather make, like make my money make itself. Mm-hmm. Like that's where investments, different things you put your money into to make more, right? Or just maybe win the lottery one day, who knows? Yeah. No, but see, the thing is, like, it's tough because, like, actually achieving that is really, really hard. Like, it takes, like, time, money, and effort. Like, I think it's more so, I think he's, like, talking about, like, like, some people work to live and some people live to work, you know? And I feel like a lot, like, the religion of business, if you will, is, like, living to work as opposed to working to live. And he, he's trying to get people in that mindset of like, kind of like what you said, where you're not, your your nine to five isn't your be all end all. Your career isn't your life. It's more just like a sideshow for like getting into like what you really want to experience. And this is the kind of mindset I'm trying to embody because I'm a part of the rat race. Like it's low key depressing. Like before Corona, when I was commuting to the city and I was working all the time, like, and I was like commuting with like millions of people into New York city, into Manhattan, like doing the walk across town. Like you see it, you see the people who are just like on that nine to five route. Like they're like, they don't give a crap about nobody else. They're just trying to get to their place and get their job done and go home. Like, it's like, it's like, it's really monotonous. And it's like depressing being a part of that. And um, like, I feel like you have to have a certain side of a certain level of like acceptance or like either you're super for the, the religion of business or you're, you're really just like doing it. So then you can really start your life right after with that is just yeah. some people have different mindsets on that yeah. so like like you said people love to work until they don't want to work no more yeah and then people in my say where i just like i don't want to work no more i just want to like make enough money so i don't have to work right yo mike do you you got any thoughts on that like work-life balance kind of thing i don't really you don't worry about it as much no i i do worry about it. like i just started worrying about that and that's like a big part of what I like alluded to in the beginning of this, when I was like, I'm just like juggling a lot. Mm, like I'm, I'm not physically juggling a lot. It's just, there's a lot of things like weighing on me mentally mm. when it comes to working to live and living to work. Mm-hmm. I have an idea of what I want to do mm-hmm. and I don't know why it's just really difficult doing it. So I'm in the boat where I'm working to live. And I really want to live to work. And I don't know what I need to figure out. Maybe I just haven't hit that point in my life yet mm-hmm. to like to get there. Mm-hmm. It sucks yeah. to work to live. Yeah. Like it really sucks. But like I, I also understand that I'm in the majority. Mm-hmm. I'm in the large majority. Yeah, you definitely are. Yeah, that, and that's just, just a sad fact of life. Yes. Um, I mean, one of our good friends, he recently got an, uh, got a really good job that he was, he was pining after he literally landed on his lap, like in a matter of days. And, uh, we're really happy for him for council podcast listeners. This is, we're talking about Kevin. We'll let him weigh in on that when he comes in, but, but yeah, yeah. Like working to live and living to work. It's like, it's a really big thing that you have to think about. Um, and I think the author doesn't have any misgivings about like working. He's not saying don't work at all. Um, in his words, he, like he's not trying to discount the value of work, but but in quote to disenchant us a bit, draw a mustache on the boss. So it's like he's like he's just trying to say like you're not so like like working is important. You need to work. Everyone needs to work to yeah. live. But it's just like it's like it shouldn't be your be all end all. G, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, my pretty much thoughts on that like the traditional nine to five that doesn't exist anymore. You can't live off of that. Hmm. Just the way times have changed inflation and whatnot mm-hmm. it doesn't work 
Yeah, the minimum wage and all that, right? Exactly. Like, it's just not fair anymore to anybody who's still in a nine to five, even with a dual income, you're barely making by, especially mm -hmm. where we live in these neighborhoods, urban neighborhoods. Right. But my thing being, yeah, like living to work right now would be the goal, but right now we're just working to live and that sucks. Yeah. There is more to like what we want to do every day than we going to work and how we do that. I want to do more than just that. So that's just my little two cents on that. It's just not fun right now, but yeah, like you said, we're 25. There's so much more to it. Yeah, Corona has really stepped on everyone's backs. Like, like everybody's mind says, like, yo, I am straight up not having, not having a good time right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big facts. Big that's facts. pretty much it. And I've seen, like, people from, like, my cousins and whatnot, they all work, they did what they have to do, and now they're living life pretty well. So I know there's that little light going on. Mm -hmm. But we'll be good. We're not young, but we're not old. It's just getting harder to figure things out now. Yeah, the clock's ticking. We just got to figure out what we want to do, and it's just... It's not getting any easier. Yeah. I don't even know how to even, like, the words really can't describe it. It's just really tough. Yeah. No, like, going into, like, a, a previous topic we talked about on the podcast. I don't know if you were a part of that one. Excuse me. But it's basically, we're in the age of transition. Like, uh, I think it, now it's, like, 20s to 30s, like, where we're figuring it out. Like, there's been millionaires as young as 21. There's been millionaires as old as 65. So, it's, like, it's, it's the world's our oyster. We just got to figure it out, and we got to work through it. Um. But yeah, so what the author, Mark, Mark Sloaka, um, the whole thing is like the paint factory. And in, in it, it's basically an anecdote about an old paint factory manager and how um, he had a, a nervous breakdown at work. Like he literally, like, in, like he was basically like the head marketing guy and he was literally speaking to a client, like talking about how his paint is like the best. And he stopped mid-sentence and he literally walked out and then like days later they found him miles down the road or mi like miles away from the factory and the, like pass out from ex uh, like physical exhaustion. And, um, and like, he has like a bunch of memoirs that go on about it. And it was like this, like this big thing that people talked about. Um, and he was one of those people who was a part of the rat race. Who was like, he was working nine to five. He was on the verge of becoming a, a business. Uh, I forget the term, like a, champion like or like like one of the big headhunters tycoon tycoon business tycoon he was on the verge of being a business tycoon um and the basically the paint factory is an allegory is an example is a it's supposed to be the religion of work so that's why he says quitting the paint factory quitting the religion of work and he basically reevaluated his values and figured out everything else and he was just like you know what the biz the religion of work is not for me and um uh, he surmised that like a new class of individuals needed, and obviously he said the the uh, complete opposite, the complete extreme. In his words, at any cost, the, this new class of individual would, at any cost and uh, physical cost to themselves and others, would agree to quit working, to loaf, to refuse to be hurried, and or try to get on in the world. Like basically refuse to meet up to the status quo of like what is expected of them. Like this whole like you're supposed to work for like the uh, for the nine to five kind of thing um and in it like like from there the author speculates and like he analyzes like this whole where this this thought process originally came from and is really weird because he gets very political with it and it's also very interesting because it like it goes on to like kind of like the building blocks of what is the modern day republic party but he equates the, he talks about futurism and, and fascism, and I'll go define them really quickly. So futurism was an artist, like it's from Italy, was an artistic and social movement that originated in Italy um, in the early 20th century. So it's like it's gone back as far as the 20th century, and I'm sure it's gone before that too. Um, it em emphasized speed, technology, youth, violence, and objects such as the car, the airplane, and the industrial city. So it's like it, it's, we came with the modern industrial age like that. You're supposed to be doing this, this like making money, making business, going for these ventures. Um, and then the other thing is fascism is a, a form of far right authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of a, uh, opposition and strong regimentation of society and of the economy, which came to prominence in the early 20th century Europe. So like with the, the monarchs and all that different stuff. Um, I forget how I tied this in to, together with the whole business of work, but it's basically all that translates to where it finds its roots. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Like, do you guys feel like the, the religion of work is like bullshit or do you guys feel like it's a, 
it's like it makes sense or i don't know i feel like the religion of work is just its own thing yeah because it's like there's people who branch there's people who branch out of that like people who grow up knowing the nine to five that's all they know yeah and there's those individuals who grew up with the nine to five and it's like no i don't want that nine to five mm. i want my own thing mm -hmm. and then even trying to get your own thing you still some way somehow doing a nine to five yeah like you have to work to not work mm -hmm. and it, it everything kind of contradicts itself in that aspect unless you religiously want to work that one job yeah because you're making good money mm -hmm. and all these other benefits that come in between yeah then by all means if you're happy you're happy yeah but for everybody else who's like not in that mindset of like not wanting to work the nine to five they always do their own thing yeah so there's like these young millionaires that like 13 12 millionaires doing what they love so maybe that's playing video games sports singing yeah rapping yeah like there's different ways to like something to work a nine to five yeah but not a nine to five know what i mean yeah 100 percent. yeah just going off of what he said like the nine to five again really doesn't exist anymore yes it does but mm -hmm. the hustle doesn't stop there's multiple outlets of different types of work that you can do whether like you said being a musician being an artist having your own company streaming whatever it may be mm -hmm. you will always have to do some type of work but work work to make it fun for you and that's what these people have figured out yeah and it makes them thousands to millions of dollars depending on what they are doing you just got to figure out your own craft and that's what it is figuring out your craft facts yeah so like for me personally, like in terms of work-life balance, like in my head, like, and I think I read it somewhere else. And I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, like my job is not my be all end all. It's literally the thing that pay, like get that pays the bill. So then I can go do what I really want to do. Um, like part of the big reason why I started this podcast in the first place was because I felt like I was wasting away, slaving away, making money for someone else. So then they can live that life of leisure that I won't be able to be a part of. And I was like, it, it, it like, like I'm an accountant. Like all I'm doing is moving rich people's money from A to B and like doing the reporting in between. Um, and I felt like that's fruitless. It's not really furthering the public good, not furthering humanity. And um, I wanted to do something creative for myself. So it's like, I wanted to like, basically, this is this is my creative outlet for that. So it's like, it's paying the bills so then I can go eventually do what I want to do. Yeah. What do you want to do? Um. I wanted to be an author, but I don't think that's going to work out because my writing is shit. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just want to spend time with my friends, spend time with my family, just like be a part of like girl family. I don't know. Just like definitely not just work forever. That's fair. Yeah. Anybody else else want to chime in on that? Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. So yeah, the religion of work is bullshit. <laughs> sure is. All right. So going in line with this, like this whole introspection and stuff, like I had a question that came to mind, like it's something I, I think about often, like, and it, it doesn't go to the extent that I'm saying now it's like, it goes even further. Like if I could start life over from like day one, but like think, thinking about it, what would you guys do if at the end of today you were suddenly back on day one freshman year? And I'm not talking like, like stocks and stuff. Like if you could, if you can like bet on Apple and all this different stuff, I mean, like, in terms of like actual things, like things that you did, like like say you did a sport, or if you you did college, or you didn't do college, or if you what year freshman year are we talking about though? College, high school, freshman year of high school, freshman Ooh. year of high school. If I was back in my freshman year of high school, yeah, I probably wouldn't have done the military. Hmm. Knowing what I know now. I probably wouldn't have done the military. That's interesting because I almost have like a different aspect. Like I was doing the JRTC thing uh, and JRTC. I did too. I feel like I would have done uh, the military. You you don't think so? I don't think so for the for like knowing what I know now. Mm -hmm. Like if you're saying if I woke up tomorrow, yeah, with the knowledge I have now, yeah, but I'm just another. can do you want to like talk about those things? Like what what you know now? Like what what makes you not like the military? It's not just like not wanting the military. It's just like different ways of like. Being more happy oh i see so it's not it's not the the rejection of like what the military offers it's more like a different path that you think would have been better yes okay like don't get me wrong if you so like are you talking college is that what you would have done yes i probably would have done like college mm -hmm. and then maybe would have thought about the military because don't get me wrong yeah. even though like 
maybe some vets come out and like, yo, F the military, this, that, and there. They treated me like crap, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just your experience. My experience was completely different. I yeah. was chilling yeah. my entire time. Yeah. Like, yes, I had those days where I was just like, <sighs> mm-hmm. like stressful. Yeah. But other than that, I was chilling. Mm-hmm. But going back to freshman year, pursuing a different path, yeah. I probably definitely would have been college. Mm-hmm. Played a lot more basketball mm-hmm. and met a lot of cool people. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say better because you guys are my people. Hey. We think you're pretty great too. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, would you do anything different? I don't think. Ah, uh, that's kind of tough. I don't think that there's anything I would do differently mm. because maybe do the same thing better. I kind of like this is weird. I kind of like where I'm at in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The things that I would that I would fix mm-hmm. isn't like a high school fix. Mm. Like I, I can't tell you that. Oh, I would put more time into baseball because like realistically, I'm like five eight on a good day. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna be in the MLB. Yeah, I, I'm not. Like, I'm not gonna be in the NBA. I'm, 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 I'm not going to say, like, oh, I would focus on running. Like, I'm not going to be in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you I would focus harder in, like, schoolwork because, like, to this day, still kind of don't know what I want to do if school would be that avenue mm-hmm. of, like, career that I take. 100%. I think the one thing I would do would be, like, live the life the same way, just having the understanding that those four years of my life mm-hmm. isn't permanent. Mm. Like it will come, it will go. Every time like I got hurt, I'll get over it. Mm. Every good moment I had, I'll forget some, some will last. Mm. I'll, I'll sort of just keep, keep, keep this idea in my head that no matter what happens, tomorrow will come. Gotcha. So you'll I, just go through the same cycle, but be at peace. Yes. I, I I just, I used to stress so much about different situations, like good and bad, like legit stress about it. Mm. Like, like I wouldn't get out of that moment. Mm. And like, it felt like I was stuck in a moment, but like realistically, I was just keeping myself in those moments. Gotcha. Like, so, I, I would just like tell myself to let go. Like, well, I would live the same life and I would just let go. Gotcha. Maybe if I did that, some things would be different. Maybe I'll be better off. Maybe not. I'll never know. But that's what I would do. Gotcha. I, I was just about to ask you that question. Like, since you said you wouldn't want to like change much, I was gonna ask you. So, what about like the mistakes you made within those four years, or like, from those four years up until now, the mistakes you made? Would you make them again just to like continue on doing those, like yeah. living the life you want to live? Yeah, I, I kind of would. Like, I, well, one of my biggest regrets was like ending up with Yvette in high school. But mm. like if if I never messed with Yvette, I would have never messed with Leslie. I would have never started dating Armani, which was like seven and a half years of my life. Mm. Like like that's over and done with. But like that shaped me into the person I am today. Mm. Like okay. I wouldn't be the same person if if it wasn't for that. I wouldn't make the same mistakes. That's just my personal preference. Mm-hmm. But I respect yours. Yeah. No. I I, I think both of those are healthy because like like. Like you have the mindset that you, you you make peace with it. Like you're you're good. Like you like the way you are now. Like I mean, obviously, like there's things you could have done better. But it's like like tomorrow's another day. And then like Chris, you're, you're just like it's like yeah, I'm good with where I'm at. I'm happy. I was chilling. But I was like also like there's different options out there for mm-hmm. me. Like I could have taken another path. I, I really could have. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think <laughs> I, I, so I'm the kind of person who's a, like an overthinker who obsesses like over the past mistakes. Like I cringe sometimes. Like I, I say, fuck the world. I hate everyone. I hope everyone dies. I say that constantly to myself. I used to say it a lot more than I do now because mm-hmm. I'm a lot more happy than I was. But like, it's like, it's like those, those past mistakes haunt me. They do. They generally keep me up. Like sometimes I'm laying down in my bed. I'm like, my eyes like open wide open. I'm like, fuck, I did that. <laughs> you just wake up and like, damn, I'm missing that t-shirt from like eight years ago. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that's just me. You know, um, gee, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, what would you do different from freshman year? Nothing so much freshman year. I mean, high school was pretty fun for the most part. All mm. I would say, like, during senior year, trying to figure out whether I want to do college or go into, like, automotive. Trade I school, I wish I right? went to trade school, yeah. personally speaking. I think I would have enjoyed it all, a lot more. Mm-hmm. It would have been happier and progressed with my career than where I'm at now. Gotcha. That's the only real thing I can say other than that. I mean, like Mike said, those experiences made us who we are. Like, I like who I am. More 
You guys got, you guys, you, I feel like you, that's why you guys are best friends. You guys are at peace. Like you guys, like, like I am who I am. I like me. <laughs> I worked this hard, bro. Like, this is who I am. That's what you get. Mm-hmm. And either you're with me or you're not right now. And like, we are where we are together. That's, that's all that matters. True. Big facts. Like, I'm happy to meet you guys. Like, like, yeah, that sure. vibe was so real. My phone fell. <laughs> I wasn't even touching. Damn. G is such a big reason why, like, I'm okay with who I am today. Yeah? Except I will never forget walking on the train tracks, me looking G in the eye, like, being at, like, legit rock bottom in life. Mm. Like, where everybody that, that I was cool with just dropped me for reasons where, like, school wasn't working. I was getting older, didn't know what I was going to do. Mm. And, like, I, I just, I chose to be by myself. Because it was easier than dealing with like losing people again. Mm. And like I looked G dead in the eyes and said, Yeah, like, like I'm with you every day. We, we can walk to practice, we can walk home, like I can see you before and after school, but I don't trust you. Mm. And like he just looked at me and he said, Okay, I'm still here. Damn. I've had that similar conversation with Mike before, like over the PlayStation. He was like, I don't have friends. I have acquaintances. And I was like, mm. damn, like, who am I? He was like, you're not my friend yet. Because mm. he has this thing with a dot. Mm. Anybody in that dot is in his inner circle. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't in that inner circle yet because obviously we weren't that cool. But like yeah. after a while, like I, I understand his mindset on that. Yeah. And it's crazy how like Mike, like I Mike forgot Mike. about the dot. Yeah. You mentioned that to me before. The dot is real. A circle real. of friends is too big. Too much room for bullshit. <laughs> Give me a dot. Fair, fair. Wow, that's that's solid. And uh, you know what? Maybe uh, to an extent, I think I have that, but I just don't mentally acknowledge it. It's like where I don't accept certain people into my circle. You know what I mean? Like before a while, like it was just me and Kev. And like even then, it was like we started off animosity like toward each other. I was like, why do you want to fucking copy my homework? That's how our friendship started. <laughs> and I fucking cursed him out. It's like, get the fuck, get out of here. <laughs> fucking too. <laughs> And then from there, like, we were forced together by our coach and our swim team. He was like, yo, give Tim a ride home. And then, like, from there, just, like, our fr- relationship, our friendship took off. So we were forced to be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, to this day, I thank Coach Chances for that and Coach Sedan. Like, they, they forced it together. And then, like, from there, like, it's a friendship that still was all the time. Like, I now he looks like Sedan. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Oh, no. Let's yeah. hope he doesn't. Like, no, he doesn't. man. That yo, no, low-key, Mr. Sertan's the GOAT, though. Yeah, I, I respect I, him to this day. Like, he's done a lot. Like, he has, like, adopted kids and all that different stuff. So, like, not necessarily a bad person to look like. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, for me, what would I do different? Like, I probably should have thought about this more since I came up with a question. But uh, I probably would have done the military, honestly. Ooh, so, okay. the, the big thing that, that stopped me from going into the military, like, I was going to, like, I... So, there's, like, a blue and gold officer that you need in order to go to Annapolis, like, uh, for the, the Naval Academy. And um, and the, the, I looked at all the subjects uh, provided in that the, the naval academy, mm-hmm. and it, none of them lined up with what I wanted. Like they were like I, I always thought like from day like like kindergarten, I thought I was going to become the CEO of a business. So I don't know why I didn't pursue business. Like I saw all the business. Like there was accounting there, but um, I, in my heart, like a senior year, I was like I want to be an English teacher. I want to like share the world with like the the beauty that is the founded books. Because at that point, I was at a low point. I was depressed. My mom had breast cancer. My dad lost his job. Like there was, my sisters were having drama with the boys. Everyone was angry at each other. Like it was a bad time. I got you. And um, and I just, I was like, I found my escape in books. And I was like, I would, I would like invest myself into these these fantastical stories where the hero always wins and gets the girl, and there's like true love at the end of the story. Um, I was very romantic at that time. Mm. Um, but like come college, the first thing I did is um, I took an English class and I was like, I'm not gonna make any money with this. And like, I switched to to accounting because I was like, I wanna do business. I wanna do a job that'll get me money. Let me do accounting. And I, like, I was literally on autopilot. I was like, there was no emotion, no heat. There was just like, I was with emotions. And thinking about it again, like with how I am and how I understand the world and business and, and uh, everything, I feel like I would've done the Naval Academy. It would've set me up better for what I'm at. It would have, um, I would have still done the same things, but I just would have been in a different place, like better, I guess. I can give you like so many contradictions, but at the same time, like your experience is your experience. Right. No, give me the contradictions, man. I mean, I trust you. I don't, I, I, I trust you. <laughs> the Councilman podcast wouldn't exist. True. 
True. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm happy with where I am. Like, and I probably wouldn't actually want to do it different. But if like, if we're, we're putting us in a theoretical scenario where I if I changed it and I wouldn't remember what happened now, like if, if I wanted like the, the best optimal route, I guess you could say, if this was a video game, um, then I would, that would be the best optimal route. If you would have done Naval Academy, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to be where you at now. You wouldn't be in accounting. You wouldn't want to, you wouldn't do this whole podcast thing. You're like, you will be your own person with your own family. Mm. Like you wouldn't be with us. Fair. Like you'll be in a probably different world or like a different country, different mm-hmm. state. Yeah. Living that would have changed everything. Life. It would have changed absolutely everything because yeah. that's what the military does. Mm. It puts you in a position, you adapt to it. And if they want to keep you there in that state, country, oh, whatever, damn, you're right. then you just have to be there. Maybe I wouldn't do the Naval Academy then because like family's really big on me. It is. It's huge for me. Like I can't picture it. Like when my sisters moved away so soon because of whatever circumstances, don't want to put their business out there. Um, like the house was a little bit empty and I was in a limbo because at that point I was the only person who graduated college. I was by myself with my parents in the house. So my parents didn't really care about me. Like they cared about me. They, they, they don't show love verbally or emotionally. They show love by, by being there and providing and access service and all that different stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's it's no, like... <laughs> pretty much, pretty much like, but like, like my sisters are like, like, like in terms of like the social aspect, like that, like I could talk to them about anything. They I, they could talk to me about anything. Like there's a couple conversations we've had in the past few months where it's like, did you really just tell me that? <laughs> it's like I didn't even know that about you, but I do now. Um, but it, it's like it's like I can't imagine a life where I'm by myself in that aspect, and I wouldn't have. I mean, there's FaceTime and all that, but it would have been a different. It, it's not the same, especially yeah. in the military, because I was in Japan for a whole year. Yeah. I literally had nobody except for like the people I had to adapt to. Right. So me missing Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, my own birthday with my family. Mm. Um, My sister, my siblings birthdays. Yeah. Like it was tough. Like I was always with them during those time periods. And like for me not to like be around my family during that, like it really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. My sisters related that to me a little bit too. Like she misses us a lot. Like mm -hmm. every time my sister and I FaceTime her and we're like, me and her are just like my my other sister are just like fucking around and the other ones over there just watching us have our fun mm. it's like it's like it's good it's bittersweet is, is what i would say because yeah. like it's like she's still there she's laughing with us but she's not here with us kind of thing gotcha yeah so maybe not naval Academy. i don't know what i would do different then i take back everything i said <laughs> <laughs> that's why i didn't want to say the contradiction because yeah. like no no you're right your experience is your experience i don't know i mean i was just riffing off of it but i guess i wouldn't do anything different maybe that was so deep yeah. Like Tim, you just said some shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's a it's a whole lot. It's a whole thing to unpackage. So with that said, I think we should move on to the next segment of our podcast, which is what we are watching during quarantine. Although quarantine is kind of like weird right now. Um, we're still watching stuff. Uh, for me, I'm watching New Girl. It's this uh, sitcom that has like this girl, she moved in with three guys, and all of them have their quirks. They're very interesting. It's like super funny, and the hijinks ensue, and it's it's really funny. I don't know. It's, for me, it's really uplifting. Like I like to put it on the background while I'm working. Um, it's super funny. I highly recommend it. Like uh, if if you like, actually, I don't know what it would be comparable to. It's just really good. Just watch it. <laughs> Schmidt and CC for life. I ship that forever. Anyway, forever, <laughs> forever. <laughs> Okay. I'm watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, mm. anime series on Netflix. Ooh. We watch it on Netflix. I think maybe Hulu has it, if not Hulu, Funimation, Crunchyroll. Okay. Right? It's about two brothers who did some type of witchcraft. It's not really witchcraft. It's like somewhat science. It's alchemy. Well, <laughs> like, al- alchemy exists, bro. Yeah. I think of it as witchcraft. Where you draw circles and you like... He's not wrong. Does stuff. But it's alchemy. It's anyway. It's in the title. Anyway, they... They do some things they weren't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Is against like it's really against what they do in alchemy. Mm. Taboo is really taboo. Yes, mm. and now they're trying to like fix it. Mm. And during the first season, I cried. Mm. That's how good this show is, in my personal opinion. I watch it with Kevin at his house. If you guys don't know who Kevin is, another councilman member. Yeah, and we watch it like that's our thing. It's nice. really good show. Highly recommended Very from nice. Michael. Okay. I mean that's a that's a ringing endorsement, honestly. Anything yes. Michael Remek recommends, probably. thank you again. Usually solid. 
But yeah, so on a show that I just finished watching on Netflix was The Queen's Gambit. It's about pretty much an, a little girl who ends up being an orphan, ends up learning chess, and pretty much makes a name for herself throughout the world, ends up being a champion. So it's a limited release series. Highly recommend it if you're in chess, or even if you're not, because I don't know how to play it, but I want to. It's pretty dope. We get a good kick out of it. Okay, cool. I saw that on Netflix, too. Uh, I should mention New Girls also on Netflix currently. Um, I saw that. I didn't give it a try, but maybe I will. Oh, highly recommend. I am currently re-watching oh. Parasite the Maxim with my lady. Okay. I am so excited to see one of my favorite character developments in all of anime <gasps> again. Damn. I, 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 I'm going to leave it at that. I just can't wait. Damn. It was so good you had to watch it again. Yeah. Yes. Just like me and Naruto. It was so good I had to watch it like a couple times. You say it Naruto? Yes. Kevin says it Naruto. Naruto. And yeah. he get I get so annoyed with that. What's a proper pronunciation? Naruto. 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 Okay. Yeah. But those are all good. I definitely want to watch Full Metal Alchemist again, uh, Brotherhood. Like I've It's really good. I've watched those like the Full Metal Alchemist like episodes like sporadically through like late night television, but I never watched it through and through. So I definitely want all of my list. Watch it. Like if you want, you can come with me and Kev to watch it. Like Shit. it's really good. All right. When I tell you I cried during the first season, I Kevin cried. used to have those nights. <laughs> You've been replaced. <laughs> been replaced. Yeah. It's all right. Kevin's been replaced. Oh, I don't watch anime with him either. <laughs> Two way street, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. I don't only get anime. <laughs> <laughs> that was tough. That was tough. Yeah. Chris, what do you give Kev? Food. <laughs> Damn it, that's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't get food, I'll be having a bite. <laughs> I, I know she did cook one time. Hmm? So, like, it's one time. <laughs> All right. The fire's been lit, guys. Yeah. Speaking of women, it goes into our closing debate. What do women want in a man? I don't know. Easy. Like, that's no. that, what? How is that easy? How is that easy? Like, time yeah. out. Time out. Pause. <laughs> We're talking women, not little girls. No, not even that. Like, We're talking women. Women want a man that is dependable. That can make them laugh. That can make them feel safe. You do one, two, and three. You do two out of three. You're good. Mm. Contradictions to that. Yeah. We know what women want. To the specific women that we know, that's a broad perspective um, question. To that's to all women. Mm. What do women like? The whole population of women. What and do they also, want? I feel I feel like Mike also put us like a, a line in the sand. He said, "Women, not little girls." Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's also another thing. Women want all the things. Like some women want the things that Michael have said. Yes, women but, want that too. Actually, hold on, pause. Maybe I'm wrong. What, Mike, you were to say something before we cut you off. Hey, man, listen, to, to, to all the women out there, yeah. to all the men out there. I want someone to fuck me. What? what? Your, <laughs> your looks will definitely get me to talk to you. Your conversation will definitely keep me talking to you. Mm. Your sex will most definitely get me interested in you. Mm. But once sex is over... Still got to deal with you. Mm. I can have the greatest sex of my life. Mm. Have a relationship ending argument an hour later. Okay. Good to know. So maybe we should, because we're getting off topic. It's like, what do women want? We're talking about what men want. No, 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 no. This is women. Because women can do that too. Like, people, you know. In, in in this specific instance, this one right now, we're talking man, man, woman. Yeah. A woman can get the greatest dick ever. Mm. Oh. And if dude just says some real dumb shit, like yes, maybe he don't get it again. Mm. I mean, it, 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 it kind of depends like how good it was and how much she can get from like other men. But mm. still, point still stands. And that's why I say where. We know what women want, but we only know what specific, like yeah. the specific woman we know. Yeah. We only know what they want. Right. 
Yeah, it, it definitely is like on an individual basis, but on general terms, I think Mike can put it on its head with those three things he listed out. True. I forget what it was. It was feel safe, dependable, um, dependable. it can make them laugh. Can make them laugh. Yeah. That's solid. Honestly, I haven't thought about this much. <laughs> that, that's just what I do in life. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of made, uh, uh, dependable. Like, <laughs> you really need me, I got you. But like, you got to really need me. I don't do much, but when I do it, it's serious. Mm. Facts. Mike is the GOAT. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. G, you have any thoughts yeah. on that? I think Mike pretty much hit the nail, like you said. Yeah. Those are three pretty big factors. What do women really want? Yeah. I'm, honestly, I feel like I feel like a lot of girls don't know what they want, but women definitely do. They don't know what they want to eat, though. They, they definitely don't. never know. I'm honestly a girl in that aspect. I can't Low key, there's eat. a cheat code to that. Yeah? Yeah. To find out what women want to eat, low key, there's yeah, a cheat code. What's this don't cheat say code? Give three, pick the first. No, no, no. Uh, uh, just be like, hey, guess where we're going? And they say the first thing they like. They want that's where you're going. All right. Every everybody listening to this already seen that meme. You ain't saying nothing. <laughs> yeah. I did it before though, and it worked. Yeah, because it works. It's a meme. It, it, I, it worked. I've done it before and it worked. That was like, hey, guess where we want to eat? To 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 a specific girl. <laughs> no, 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 not no, to no, general no. women. Yeah. No, 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 no. I love how we're just trying to just like as men, we're trying to be like, women want this. <laughs> Obviously, we have no. We don't know. We don't know. Like we don't know. We just assume. Like, like, like. Yo, that's all I can give. I hope that's all y'all want. (laughs) No, you're not wrong. I mean, women podcast listeners, please let us know in the comments. (laughs) Oh shit, there's comments? No, there's not actually on Spotify. I don't think you should turn those on if you can. I don't know how. (laughs) You you know something? You can do, women. You can comment. On any of our social media or on the Instagram, right? You're right. The council at the councilman podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's pretty good. I mean, obviously, everyone wants to get like like they want good sex, they want good conversation, and they want to be around you. So if you can't manage one of the three, then you're fucked. <laughs> Yo, can I just go on a tangent real quick? Yeah. Like, like, so like talking about sex, like I'm I'm so serious, like yeah. Like, like, I've had, like, really good sex. I've had really bad sex. Mm. I've been really happy after bad sex because of the person. I've been, like, really <laughs> mad after really good sex because of the person. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, maybe bad. sex ain't all that important. Mm. It's the vibe. I feel like sex is more of a, of a want than a need. People don't need sex to, like, be happy. They want sex to have a good time. Mm. Yeah, you, like there's there's old people who who've been hoes all their life, and as soon as they hit a certain age, they just stop having sex and they're happy. Hmm. Like it's crazy. <laughs> sex don't make you happy. There's a there was a meme like a, a video. I forget what movie it was a uh, it was of, uh, but basically it's like it's called the eighty twenty rule. So like you get eighty percent of what you want from the girl you're with. Like that that'll be companionship. Sometimes sex, sometimes you go out to eat, sometimes you need some emotional support. But every so often, a random baddie walks by and you want it because like she, she'll give you like the sex that'll blow your mind. But that's 20%, right, of what you what you really need. And then if you go for that 20%, you're losing the 80% that comes from your girl. So it's like, it's like are you really going to give it all, give it up, risk it all just for that 20% and lose the 80? Or are you just going to be happy with what you got? Depending on where I'm at with the girl. Mm. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. It's like, it's like, I'll lose the eighty real quick just to hit a baddie. Like, you know what I mean? Just depends where I'm at with the girl. Gotcha, gotcha. It's 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 a, it's a classic. The grass is always greener kind of thing. Man, I just wouldn't. You wouldn't? I wouldn't. Grass is greener where you water it, bro. Like, if I'm in a whole relationship, I'm not gonna do that. But if I'm just like talking to a chick and I see a twenty percenter out of this eighty, right? I'm a you know. Well, I guess I guess in the situation that they that that, that um the video the movie was. It was like it was marriage. They were okay. talking. They were in. They were married. You know, I was like, yeah. So when there's, there's more weight to that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think that was a satisfactory conclusion to the what do women want? Mike, can you tell us again those three things? I believe women want a man that is dependable, mm-hmm. a man that is reliable, and a man that can make them laugh. I think two of those things are actually the same. Dependable and reliable are the same thing, though. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's 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 women. Sometimes they just want the same thing multiple times. No, true. Women don't want what they want to eat, bro. Like that's the biggest thing. 
if they don't know what they want to eat, what specifically, what do they really want in life? I don't know what I really want in life, and I don't know what I like want to eat sometimes. So you want to get Romeo's? No, I have a specific lineup. It's it's Romeo's, Rumba Cabana, uh, Smash Burger. Boom Boom Chicken and Mitty Sushi. Those are my repeat vendors. Support your local cabinet. businesses. Hey, I'm um, reading my kitchen cabinet and stealing all my sibling snacks. That's also support your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all for today's show. Thanks for listening uh, um, to the podcast. Join us again for the next one. Who knows when that will be? Our podcast is made for your hearing pleasure. So if you could let us know by hitting that like button um, and that follow button on Spotify and Instagram at the Councilman Podcast. Um, it really means a lot. You can follow me personally at Tomato at I, on IG, T-I-M-A-Y-T-O-E. You can follow G at Girana3295. You can follow Chris at Savage C on Instagram. I'm always available. Hit me up anytime. <laughs> Slide into his DMs. <laughs> Facts. You, you can follow me at King Maitreal on Instagram and Twitch. That's K-I-N-G-M-I-T-R-E-A-L. Thanks again for listening to the Councilman Podcast. Bye. Oh, thank you.